Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Hello, everyone. It's Wednesday, Wednesday at 10 o'clock Pacific Time. I know a lot of you can't listen live, and that's okay, but I welcome all that do and all that listen on the archive shows that I have available 24-7 on my website, JanetRichman.com. I just appreciate anyone tuning, tuning in. I'm thrilled to share uh, the show with anybody and everybody. It's an opportunity for me to get the higher self information out in in a way that's free, in a way that's audio. Not everybody are book readers. I do have my book, of course, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Your Emotional and Emotional Blueprints. I have the book. It's available everywhere on ebook, on Amazon, on my website. Uh, and paperback. It's it's available everywhere, but not everybody is into reading books. So I like to get the information out on the audio channel, so to speak, the, the way for anybody to listen in. It is free. And this radio show that I'm doing now, this year, is a different format. It's a process show. My first two years in 2011 and 2012, I did a lot of informational shows, but also on each of those shows, I think it's almost 100%. It's actually one or two or three shows out of 90-some. I did, uh, I did a healing on every one except for, one except for two or three shows. I can't remember anymore. So people listen to those archive shows. They've never met me. They've never read my book. And they have very, very well or very <laughs> they've connected very well to the information they do the healings and i as i've said before i have gotten emails from people who say you know you don't know me but and then they introduce themselves they explain that, that they've been listening to whatever shows the process or the changes that have gone on in their lives and they just reach out to share that with me and i'm Letting you all know that even those shows, even though I'm not doing individual healings, the healings on those shows are more what I would call generic. And I've explained often on the show that even though we manifest our patterns completely uniquely, the underpinnings or the rungs of the patterns, the, what drives the pattern so often are very similar for all of us. We may not have that exact same pattern, but we have half of the rungs that operate in a different pattern. (laughs) So in any case, you can listen to those shows. You can get the healings from those shows. But this show, I try to make individual healings, people calling in or writing in. And before I forget, let me give you the phone number to call in. If you are interested and you are able to listen live, the phone number is 646-668-8565. And I really encourage anybody and everyone to call in. If you can't, I mean, 
Okay, it's the work day. I know. It's 10 o'clock Pacific time and it's 1 o'clock Eastern time. Maybe if you have a lunch hour at 1, you could call in, but sometimes that's rushy and it's just too difficult. You're never sure exactly when I'm going to pick you up or how long my healing's going to be for you. Don't worry about it. Just write in, send me an email, Janet at JanetRichmond.com. Now, my website is JanetRichmond.com. I think that's pretty easy for you guys to remember. And on it are all those archived radio shows. You just go under, I think it's free downloads, and you can listen straight off your computer. You can download it onto your iPhone, into iTunes. You can do whatever you, whatever you want with it. Uh, I encourage you to utilize that opportunity. And there are they're categorized or indexed so that you know what show is about what topic. So if you're looking for an issue or a show related to finances, trust me, I have that one on there. If you're looking for depression, if you're looking for trying to understand the emotional aspect of your life, there's something there for everyone. I did, as I said, I think it's close to 90 shows. And almost every single one has a topic and a healing related to it. Now, if you're listening to the healing and you you start to feel something, you start to feel the release, you feel the impact of the healing itself, great. But don't be shy about pausing it because being on, you know, archive, being an audio file, you can pause it and then... Do your own releases. Remember, each and every one of us is our own directing identity. And because it's generic, I might not say something that comes up for you in your mind. So you could listen to and go through it once or twice exactly as I do it and then pause it the third time and start to release whatever issues you're aware that you have. Okay? So you all have that option. And the emailing option is great. I have, I'm going to do an email request today for the healing. If anyone calls in, I have time to do two healings, so that would be great. Again, the phone number is 646-668-8565. Also be aware, and I do say this every week, whether or not it's a healing for you, you get the benefit. Every single listener gets the benefit. Because as I said, we share so many commonalities. And even though you may not, if I pick up a past life, which sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but even if you pick, even if I get a past life for someone, again, the rungs or the belief systems that come out of that past life for that individual caller, chances are we all have it, okay? We've had so many eons and eons of lifetimes. It's not about having one life or five lives. Or, wow, I had 10 past lives. No, everyone has had hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands, if not more lifetimes. There isn't really any such thing as a young soul. I just, especially for those people that are on this planet now, maybe there be a young soul on another planet, a planet that is just beginning its journey housing the housing living beings. Yes, but on this planet now, no. There is no such thing as a young soul. And so we all have had so many, so many, so many experiences. So even if I'm getting something specific for one individual, go ahead and release it for yourself. I have a meetup group here once a month, 
and I do the same type of thing at the meetup group, but we have I have more time and I'm a little bit more focused and I do three or four healings in one group. Well, I can't tell you how often it happens where somebody, you know, at the end people share and somebody will say, you know, I got so into the healing that that was done, you know, on somebody else that I didn't even pay any attention to the healing after that. And it, it wasn't, I wasn't working on that individual. I was working on somebody else, but she knows this particular woman who I'm thinking of. She knows this work really well, and she goes with it. She knows that she's carrying similar issues. And also in that meetup, just like I've done here, I say, hey, guys, you're the directing identity. If I'm working on an issue for someone that you can relate to, throw in for release and for neutralizing anything and everything else that you that you're carrying that I may not say because I'm not working on you. And so she, this particular instance but this has happened definitely more than once. She said she was so caught up in this amazing healing herself related to the issue I was doing on another meetup attendee. She couldn't even pay attention to any of the, to the next reading. She was totally engrossed and constant and just working more and more on herself and and you all can do that too this is this is your show guys this is your opportunity to help yourself i may be a trigger i may be a facilitator in some way i'm but i can't do the healing for anyone it is a soul level choice i cannot and i would not ever trespass if i'm working on someone and they're not they're not releasing I can't do anything about it. I can't force anybody, nor would I, of course. But when we work in the, these divine energies that, that I always work with, because they're the ones that do the neutralizing, uh, the divine energies can never hurt, can never harm, can never be used to manipulate or to force, to trespass, to anything. So, you guys... Everybody is their own directing identity, and everybody can make the healing their own. And that's what I want to encourage you to to do. And if you're brand new and you're just listening to this and you're new at it, you may not quite get everything until you listen to some of the healings and hear more of the radio shows. I do repeat, because unfortunately on the radio, I can't see if everyone listening has been here three times or eight times before I don't know who's listening, so if I repeat, it can't hurt. Repetition can't hurt because sometimes you're going to hear something in a different way the sixth or tenth time you hear it than you heard it the first six times or the first nine times. So you, it doesn't hurt to repeat, and it's important for new people to just get an idea, to get the seeds planted, to just have a slight understanding of um, what what I'm doing and what, what they're doing and what they can do and what their options are. Okay, so now I think that's clear. I again want to welcome everybody again. The call in number six four six 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 eight eighty five sixty five. My email, if you need to email me a request, is Janet at JanetRichmond.com. It's very simple, Janet at JanetRichmond.com. I usually get back to everybody within a day or two. Once in a blue moon, it's three days. But if that's the case, it's something 
you know, very busy or something going on in my life. It's I always respond to everybody. So you're never going to. And I personally respond. I do have a wonderful assistant. Her name is Kathy. But she doesn't deal with emails at all. So it's all me. And you will get, you will hear from me, uh, hear back from me. Um, and I'm usually pretty detailed in my responses. And so it, it it's going to help. Reach out. I I invite you to reach out. Okay? Okay. Now, I think what I'll do is go on to my email requested information, uh, healing. The it was it comes from Alexandra. Alexandra I did on the air and I can't remember of course whether it was last week or the week before. And it had to do with relationships, as I recall. She had some she was drawing in inappropriate men and she wanted to move out of that pattern. She and I, I can't as you as you'll figure out as I remember very little of the healings after the fact, maybe immediately after the fact, maybe a day after the fact, but it's kind of when you work in these really intense energies, it's kind of like having a dream where you wake up the next morning and you remember it so clearly and then after you get dressed and everything and you go to tell somebody you've forgotten half of it and you can just remember the basics or maybe it takes you a week to forget it. And and by the end, if, if, if it's a powerful dream, you're going to remember the gist of it for a long time. But if it's just a regular old dream, maybe it's a little funny or something, you'll forget the whole thing. Well, that's kind of the way it is with this work. I'm working with some very intense energies. It's very exciting, very powerful, and they help me get the information that will help all of you. But I I forget, guys. Plus, I do a lot of people, so it's hard for me to keep everybody straight what I got on, on, on different people. In any case, she wrote in and she asked for an online healing, and let me let me give you what she said. She said that she has a PTSD issue, which is post-traumatic stress syndrome, and she explains it. She said last weekend her house was broken into, and when she came home, the door had been damaged and was open, but there was nothing taken, and uh, that her neighbors had seen a man uh, with a truck in her driveway, and they turned on their porch light, apparently the neighbors, to see what was going on, and uh, but when they came out a little bit later, the man in the truck was gone, and it was something around midnight. Now, it never happened to her before, and she's found since this time absolutely a feeling of violated. She feels so vulnerable, unprotected, helpless. She feels this tremendous pressure in the solar plexus area. She finds she she at times just completely stops breathing. I think it's almost like she's frozen and he, she's thinking, is he going to come back? When is he going to come back? Oh, my God. So she is has been doing the neutralizing. So she said two days after it happened, she started neutralizing the fear and the vulnerability and the shock and the anxiety and the being alone and unprotected. But she said she still finds herself stopping breathing. And then she consciously... You know, tells herself to start back breathing again and take some deep breaths. So she wanted me to help uh, dig deeper to under, uncover whatever underlying issues are 
part of this invasion and she realizes, she says, that somehow she brought the situation into my into her life. Of course, we all create our own outer realities. It's a hard thing to get behind when you have been victimized like this. And it's a hard thing to come to the understanding that, hey, none of us are victims, that we all have created our outer realities. But she's been doing this work, as I recall, for at least a year, so she fully grasps it at some level, still hard to stomach, isn't it? (laughs) But so much more power to us when we get behind it. Because if we're truly a victim, like we so often believe, then guess what? We're powerless. We never know when somebody else is going to break in. We never know when somebody else is going to, excuse, you know, I don't mean to make light of this, but to rape us. We don't know when somebody is going to harm us or hurt us in some way, betray us. So we become totally powerless. We can't, we can't control every person out there, every quote-unquote bad guy, every quote-unquote person that might hurt us in some way. We can't, so we become powerless. The good news about taking responsibility for our outer reality, the brilliant news, the treasure, the treasure, guys, is that we can change that outer reality. We can protect ourselves if we neutralize and clear away the energetics that act like a beacon to bring that reality into us, the energetics that are part of the weave of our own creative body that creates the situations and conditions that we manifest in our lives. If we clear those, we're not going to have them anymore. That's where the self-empowerment lies in understanding that we can change our lives, that we're in control, we're the directing identity, no one can control us. If we don't agree at the soul level, guess what? This is a free will kingdom. That free will is held at the soul level. They cannot trespass. We have to have an agreement at some level. For those kind of things, the agreement is unconscious. Clearly, nobody is saying, okay, I want my house to be broken into. It is not a conscious agreement. There is an erroneous understanding out there that the the free will is a at, held at the mind level that we can decide at the mind level well it, it just isn't that simple sure we can make some decisions we want to go to this restaurant or that or put on these clothes or not but but the real free will that i'm talking about here is held at the soul level and that's what this work does it gets in it digs out those energies those belief systems those self-identities those originating and uh, causes and all the causes for our manifesting what we don't like in our lives. She had manifested this break-in. It's tremendously upsetting for her, that feeling of fear and vulnerability. Hello, we can all relate to it. But she's come to me to do a healing on it, and so I want to. And I, what I love about this topic, guys, is this is one of those things Even if we've never had this scenario in our lives, this is one of those things where we can prevent ever having it. Because do we carry 
a lot of whatever the rungs or the seeds or the underlying found energetic foundation that is part of this? Do we all carry that? Of course we do. So this is what I call preventive medicine, okay? We, even if you've never had that feeling of vulnerable, even if you've never had that, that feeling of you don't know when the shoe's going to drop and you're, the shoe has dropped before and you don't want the other shoe to drop, even if you've never had it and probably most of us have had it at some point, this is a good time. This is a great time to do this healing and work on what possibly could bring something like that in. Even if that would never come in, those common beliefs, fears, all that that we carry might bring something else in. So I really encourage everyone to do this, um, no matter if you can relate to it or not. And I want to tell you just quickly before I get to it, I had an accident, and I'm pretty sure I mentioned it before, where I fell down some stairs. They were slanted downward. They were slick. And I fell with an armful of pizzas, and I fell right on my tailbone. And I think I talked about this when I was talking about Divine Spine, although it could have been in a meetup group. I'm not sure. But in any case, what there were several issues that were part of why I brought that in. But one of the issues was physical vulnerability. And it was so interesting to me because I'm someone who's pretty coordinated. I've always been active in sports. Um, I just never thought of myself as clumsy. And so I never carried in a conscious way the feeling or the fear of being physically vulnerable. And when I fell, that feeling was huge. For the first time, I remembered in consciousness feeling physically vulnerable. And I needed to release that fear. I wasn't aware it was there. I was not aware it was there. Now, there were other things from that fall, but I don't need to get into it. But what I wanted just to say is that we can't always relate to the things that come up. So I encourage you, even if you've never had a break-in, even if you have or especially if you have, if you've had any kind of victim kind of thing, that we, that we work on it because this whole belief in being a victim is permeating through the society and it takes away our power, guys. It, take, it, it disempowers us, I guess you could say, because now we're put in a waiting position for the world to change or somebody else to change or somebody else to fix it or we hide, we cope with it, we try to, we put 10 more locks on our doors, we put in an alarm system, whatever. We find ways to cope with this feeling to try to get ourselves to feel safe again. But instead of the coping, let's go in and remove all of those belief systems, all of those patterns, whatever they may be. All right, so I've gone blabbered on a while. (laughs) But I want to now get to this healing for Alexandra. Okay, I think most of you know the drill by now, but just to be really clear, I want everybody to make themselves comfortable, take a deep breath or two or three, and just relax. 
And we're going to begin by a simple exercise to focus in on the physical body. And I want you to notice the position of your arms and your legs, your hands and your feet. Notice even the contact points between your body and what you're sitting or lying on and your feet and the floor, should they be touching the floor. And in this way, I want you to just focus that attention, bring it in to the body. You can listen to my voice. You can be aware of the sounds around you. But right now, we're focused on this, utilizing this technique of focusing on the physical body simply to bring us into the now moment. And this is a very simple technique, but it is one that's very effective. And this moment is has been created. I see symbolic light around each listener, and I'm focusing on Alexandra, so I'm seeing it around her. It's an energetic field, the now moment. And instead of thinking of the now moment as being fleeting or quick or transitory, I want you to understand that it is an energetic field that we can manipulate with our focus. And right now, I'm having Alexandra and each and every one of you expand that energetic field and have it grow larger and larger and larger. It is going to grow bigger than the room you're in, bigger than the building, the town, the city. It's just going to get as big as it needs to get to become what I call the forever now moment. This is a space and time that includes the past, present, and future now. It is a very powerful healing space, and it is a space where the healings can be much more effective, much more efficient, because we are accessing the energy identities, the beliefs, the emotional responses, the fears, the anything and everything, the self-identities, the misunderstandings that come from this eons, this journey that is eons long. We want to access the totality of that free will, human experience, beingness. And in this way, we move into that forever now moment. And we're all there. And as a matter of fact, symbolically, I'm seeing all Alexandra and I within the this forever now moment together. And I'm seeing also within it all the listeners, present and future listeners, all the ones that will listen to the archive. And it's a it's a very healthy crowd here. And we're all standing within this forever now moment. And in this space, I'm asking that we all focus, especially you, Alexandra, focus on that pure soul essence light, that divine light we all carry. You can think of it as a flame of a candle, a spark of light, or using the symbol that I have moved to use simply because it's such a powerful symbol, and that is the symbolic sunlight within I want each, I want you, Alexandra, and each and every listener to focus on that sunlight. Our focus is what gives it permission to become active. It is what, it is our way at the free will level to give, to invite it in, to give it permission to be active and to help us in this life. 
Otherwise, it sits there as potential energy. It can't trespass the free will. So the higher selves have given us this very simple focal t- focus technique to allow these energies to become active and participatory in our life pattern. And I use it 100% in all of the healings. Just becoming one with your pure soul essence, symbolic sunlight, is a healing, it is an active healing energy for, for you and for all of us. Right now, we're going to go beyond just becoming one with the sunlight. We're going to continue to focus on it. We're going to continue to expand it, continue to move it in through and around the physical body. Wow. And in through and around the etheric bodies and beyond. It's going to fill up this forever now moment. And it is also getting so large that all of our lights, especially me, uh, not especially, but I'm, of course, focusing on Alexandra, but all of our lights are going to be touching one another and joining us in one accord. We are amalgamating with the purity of this beautiful light. At this point in time, I'm calling in the conglomerate higher selves of Alexandra and me. I'm calling in any other higher selves from any other realm or direction I'm seeing a multitude of higher selves, including the higher selves from the listeners present and future. And I'm asking that the, that that Alexandra and I and all the listeners amalgamate with this conglomerate energy. And right now it is so intense. There's a lot of help here. There is so much help. And um, I'm seeing specifically in front of me, um, Alexandra amalgamated with her own higher self too and they are indicating to to move forward and and i'm going to continue just by saying let's become one with the originating source of all there is again for those who have heard it and for the new listeners this is our guarantee that we are working at the very highest level and the next moment the next healing will be working at a higher level We always want to work at the very highest level of information, the highest level of energy that we can handle in any specific moment in time. Okay. The immediate picture that I got of you, Alexandra, is I saw you cowering as if somebody was beating you. You have your arms in the air in like a defensive posture and you're backing away and there's someone beating you. There's, it's just this massive attack upon you. Now, what I want you to do as I start to describe the images, these again are symbols. This is not necessarily for this life or a past life. It is a symbol indicating that you've been on the defensive, you've been attacked. And what I want you to do in this kind of situation is when I start pulling in this information, and this goes for the listeners too, I want you to release all experiences, all the thoughts, all the habits, all the emotional blueprints related to being attacked. You want to release all the attack patterns. Just start there because I'm going to be getting into 
the feelings and the uh, the beliefs that come out of it. I'll be getting into it, but as I start, just just begin where I began. Okay, I want to release being attacked. I want to release being on the defensive. I want to release having someone come after me and all the causes and all the, all the causes, known and unknown, and just begin to do your own releases. And as you release, the energies from your energy field are moving out into your beautiful light that is so huge. And as it moves into the light, it is becoming, it neutralized. It neutralizes and then it becomes part of your light. We always want to have the neutral energy become part of the light. In that way, it can't touch something else like maybe something negative and become part of that and empower that. So what it does is it touches our light. It becomes one with our light. It's absorbed and empowers our own light. So I can see you. You've already started to release um, Alexandra. And I'm, I'm seeing the listeners beginning to release also. But let me just continue with this. And there is... You are, this symbol, it's a female symbol, and you've probably been attacked as a male, but the symbol is coming up as a female. And I want you to just uh, release whoever is attacking you is much bigger. So there's this feeling that comes up like, you, you know, you can't possibly save yourself. There's, there's actual fear for your life here. There's fear that you're doomed. There's, there's just this like you said about this break-in, this feeling of vulnerability, you, it's almost as if the life is passing in front of your eyes in this, with this symbol. The fear is so intense. The, the feeling and the belief that you are going to die, that you don't have a chance, is coming up really strongly. There's tremendous amount of hopelessness and powerlessness. And I see this symbolic attacker just, pounding you down and just going for it just absolutely there it's male in nature but again it doesn't necessarily mean it's male you could have been attacked by a female in past lives we don't know but in this particular symbol it's male in nature and i i just see this rage i see this it's as if this person who attacked you feels that you have done him wrong in some way and I'm not getting any specifics, and it's probably because this is a general symbol. It's representative of many life patterns, not just one. Now, maybe a specific life will come up. I don't know. But right now, I want you to release the, the belief or the pattern of being falsely accused because there's an element here that he or the symbol he believes that you did him wrong, that you're the cause of all of his problems. And he is attacking you with the rage from the eons from his whole life. It's just like all of his rage, all of his feelings of injustice have been centered on you, this helpless female not even close to being able to truly do him harm, but in some way, all of those emotional systems from that male symbol have been focused on you and you've become really like a scapegoat, really like the 
the way or the mechanism that he can release all the rage that he is carrying, okay? Now, what you need to release is you need to release, for whatever reason and for whatever cause, your willingness to be the scapegoat, all the scapegoat patterns, all the patterns where you you don't feel good about yourself, you feel like you're at fault, where you feel like you're the loser, where you feel whatever happens out there, whatever's gone wrong around you, somehow you caused it. And we all feel that at some level because we've had so many lives where things happen and there was no bigger understanding and I think I've mentioned this before, just imagine if there's some sort of outbreak in some sort of tribal setting, you know, 10,000 years ago or 1,000 years ago or 500 years ago. And the outbreak is germ in nature. But you did something that was against a tribal taboo and you believed that you caused the plague or you caused the disease, you caused whatever happened. We've all had that. And if we didn't believe we caused it, somebody else did and blamed us. So this is the kind of thing, this is where superstitions happen, this is where just self-blame and blame from others have built up our belief systems that we're in the wrong. We're in the wrong, it's our fault. So in any one individual situation, Maybe we don't go there, but we've been in plenty of situations where we did go there, so we're carrying those beliefs. And this is what you're carrying. This is, this is the you. Oh, it's my fault. There's a, a, there's a part of you that feels you deserve the attack, and I want you to release all beliefs that you deserve the, the attack, all beliefs that it is your fault, because this, again, doesn't, this is in times where the idea of self-responsibility was not clear at all. And so there was so much blame of things going around. There's still like that here in this, even in this times when so many are getting so expanded in the way they think. And you, but you've just taken in this belief that you did it. You did something wrong. It's your fault. You're the loser. You're the one. You're the one that makes all the bad things happen. And you in some level, deserve. You deserve the maltreatment, and I want you to release that, that belief that you deserve it. I want you to release that belief that you caused it. I want you to re- Oh, now, this is interesting. You're doing a good job, and I'll tell you what happened with the symbol. As you started to release this, um, and, I, and there's a lot of pain here, too. Trust me, there is so much pain coming out. Just a lot of grief and a lot of pain. And as is very normal, it's not just grief about you. It's that you have a lot of grief because you believed you caused other people to have problems. So you've taken on all that. And so there's been grieving along with this belief that it was your fault. So I want you to release all the, the grief, all the, the loss patterns, all the suffering. And, all, and taking on, it's a... It's really a false belief that you caused it all and that you deserve to be punished. Let's get rid of that deserving to be punished thing because that truly, excuse me, that sucks. 
I don't want that for anyone. We all carry it in some level, and I want you to release that. I deserve it. But what I started to say is when you started to release those things, guess what? That symbolic mail that I saw stopped in mid-attack. He literally stopped, and he was like frozen in place, almost as if he woke up from a dream because that that intense anger and that intense blame and focusing on you as a scapegoat and you're the mechanism to help him release his anger, suddenly he didn't even know where he was. It was almost like he was in some sort of trance. It's not really a trance, but we all know how our emotions, when they're really deep and strong, can take over, take, 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 take us over. And when we come out of that emotional state, we look at what we did or what we said, and we wonder, how could we have ever done that? That's not who we are. That's not how I am. That's not the kind of person I am. And this man, again, it's a symbol. But in reality, he's basically a good person. I mean, this is just really interesting because there's, there's so much, it's so complicated here. He's really, now of course it's a symbol, but symbolically it means that behind the attackers, there is a goodness. Behind the attackers, there's a reason why they're attacking. They have the same hurts and wounds that the attackee or you do. They're different, and the two of you fit. You, for example, and we all have this, we all have both sides. You, in this particular symbol, are the one that's the attackee. You believe that you deserve it. You believe that you need the punishment. You believe all of that. He, the symbolic he, believes that you're at blame and you're at fault and he gets carried away with the justice thing. That, But in his wounds, he probably, and of course it's a symbol, so I, I don't know, but he could have something like um, tremendous rage coming up from so much injustice in his life from the society around him. He, he could have been imprisoned a lot. He could have had it, watched his loved ones die. He could be frustrated by his own powerlessness that he wasn't able to help or, or save them. And so he built up over his life journey a pattern of anger and rage and then took it out on you for some reason. So, of course, it's symbolic, but this is what happens and this is what the higher self want me to indicate to you, Alexandra, and to everyone else that are listening is that the two patterns fit. He had the attack pattern or the victimizer pattern. You had the victim pattern. He also has the other side. He's probably been a victim too that built up the rage. But what happened is the two energetics fit. And because you're now releasing your side of it, it froze them in place because suddenly you're not agreeing to be the attackee. You're not agreeing to be the victim. And it, it shifts the balance of the behavior. It shifts and changes the interaction with others. The, the, those who would attack or those who would uh, violate in some way, they don't go to you. They find, if they aren't clear of their patterns, they're going to find another victim. 
they're going to find someone else to violate. So we need to, I want to help you release all the patterns of being violated, all the patterns of being a victim, all the patterns of being the attackee. And along with that is the fear. Along with that is the fear, the intense fear, the feelings of being powerless, helpless, hopeless, all those things that came up when this big brute went after you in, in the symbol. And because they are deep, they are deep. And it comes from literally eons of lifetimes where we've lived in such difficult societies that we've had tremendous, painful, difficult, cruel things done to us. We've also done the reverse. So I want you to also release anything that you've done to others. You could have been a man in one life and you were part of wars. You were a soldier that went in and in many eons, many historic times, the the soldiers didn't care if they were killing women and children. That sensibility is here on this planet now. We all get, oh my God, why did they hurt women and children? They're not part of the war. That sensibility hasn't been there for all that long. Man's inhumanity and man's cruelty to man was rampant. And all of us, all of us women have been men in those kind of lifetimes. And so I want you to release all of your feelings of being a, a, a victimizer, all your experiences, even if you can't relate to it. And there's shame there. I'm feeling shame because deep down, there's a goodness under there. There's a goodness under that symbolic attacker. He's as wounded as you are, as we all are. We're all wounded guys, and our various patterns fit. So the goodness in us, when we've done things like that, after the fact, it may not be in the life, it could be between lives, it could be 20 or 50 lives later, we realize what we did, and then the shame will hit, or the guilt. And I want you to release, too, all the shame and the guilt. Whether you can relate to it or not, Alexandra, I know this may seem a little bit crazy off the wall. It may seem crazy to all of the listeners, but those who know my work well know it isn't crazy. And I actually have a radio show archived, I believe, on victims and victimizers. And so it explains the whole issue better than I did right now, but I want you to release that as well. What we want to do is we want to move into a neutral space we don't want to be on either end and we've been on both ends and so we want to release okay some of the fear okay some of the fear i'm seeing here now this is interesting some of the fear is that you have almost a fear of your own strength and your own power and the reason you have a fear is because you have had lifetimes where you've looked back on them and you felt you misused the strength or you misused the power without understanding that it was the, like I said, the cultural standard, the cultural mores of the, of the time, the, the cultural ethics. So there's a part of you that resists self-empowerment simply because you think course this is really deep i don't think it's a conscious thing at all but you're thinking 
at some inner level, there's a belief system that if you connect with your own power, your own self-empowerment, your own true you, that you might become that person that you are judging yourself to be as bad. And you really aren't bad. It has nothing to do with that. It's a misunderstanding and a false belief. You are absolutely pure and perfect. I see your heart. I see your goodness. I'm seeing you so clearly at the soul level as I see all the people that I work on. We all carry that true soul essence. That's who we truly are. The quote-unquote badness is a false belief system. And we've, other people might believe it about us, but we've also taken it on and believe it about ourselves as well. You can't hear it so many lifetimes which we've all heard that we've done something wrong we're to blame you know we're losers we're mean we're cruel we're we're this we're that honestly you can't none of us can we've not none of us all of us have experienced this belief that we're bad and i want you to release that belief i want you to release that you're bad, that you're evil, that you're going to become that if you get any kind of self-empowerment. I want to call on, okay, let's start calling in these divine energies. I want to call on divine understanding, divine insight, divine reconciliation between these two parts of you. They're coming up as male and female, but it's deeper than that because you've been a victim as a male where you've beaten off attackers and you've been a victimizer as a female. We've all done both in both types of whatever body we were reincarnated in. So I want to call in divine reconciliation, divine understanding, and divine connection with these two parts. And it's interesting, but very quickly, Alexandra, you you reached out. Both these parts reached out, and I'm going to call on divine forgiveness because there's a lot of forgiveness that you need to bring in for yourself. Forgiveness for the self is so key. This is how we move forward. This is how we move past these stuck places. And I'm calling in divine forgiveness and divine love. And it's about self-forgiveness and self-love, which is carried in, the self part is carried in both. And I want you to just begin to heal yourself. And I'm seeing you kind of standing in the middle and these two sides are kind of energetically moving together, blending and weaving. And as they do so, the divine love and the divine forgiveness is permeating the whole field, so to speak, permeating the whole image. And I'm just so heartened. And I want you to continue now that this is beginning to blend, to begin to become one. I want you to continue to release fear because fear is so deep. There, I wonder if I'm ever going to get rid of all the fear. I've gotten rid of the conscious fear, but what comes up for me, like I just explained every once in a while, levels of unconscious fear I had no connection to, but we don't want fear on any 
level to be there anymore because it runs us behind the scenes in ways we cannot conceive of. And so I want you to continue to release the fear. And the, the interesting thing is once you started to release that fear, it's coming out through the heart area, through the stomach area. Okay, it's really coming out of the stomach now. And with that fear is the sense of powerlessness and helplessness. And that's coming out again. And you're able to release even deeper levels now that the two sides of this conflict have been meshing and uh, they're not at war with one another. There was That war was holding in that fear because you were never free. You were never free to give up the fear because you kind of didn't know which way to go. Are you going to be a victim or a victimizer? And you were just, there was a lot of confusion and a lot of uh, fog. There was a lot of misunderstanding and misconception. And now that that has been, you're doing a really good job on clearing it, I am seeing a lot more fear, a lot more release of the powerlessness and the hopelessness and the um, helplessness. Oh my gosh, you're doing a great job. And I feel like I'm calling in divine breath. I'm calling in divine breathing because I felt you take a deep breath almost for the first time. Even though you've been breathing your whole life, there is some energetic breath in this divine breath that is just filling your lungs. It's almost as if they haven't been operating at the fullest level before and it's just filling your lungs with this beautiful I'm seeing it as kind of a pink energy but it so has so much vitality and the energy then as you breathe is being carried by the symbolic circulatory system around to the whole body and you're bringing in that beautiful energy it's almost like the whole body is tingling and I want to call in divine courage, divine power. Of course, knowing that divine power is not the negative power that is so prevalent out there with the word power, that connotation. It's divine power at the very highest level. It's the divine directing identity. It's the divine connection to that pure soul essence light. It's divine self-empowerment. It is absolutely a very beautiful, um, effective energy for you and for all of us. Okay, I'm just tuning in, trying to see. There's still some releases going. It's moving into the lower area of the stomach even, down around the below the belly button. I just feel like you're doing this just tremendous releasing action the breath is facilitating the release. I want to call in divine flush. That's just that energy that I use that helps sort of flush it out. Um, there is something still in that heart area. I want to focus that divine flush behind that heart area coming down through the top of your head and helping to push out. Okay, that did help push out the, 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 some of the, it feels like a lot of pain and suffering more than anything, the, the tremendous amount of hurt. And I haven't talked a lot about the hurt that you felt in this session because that just didn't come up. But there, and we have, you know, more limited time, 
than I do for a full session, but you're just doing a great job that some of that grief and that loss. There's also a, an element here where you're kind of blaming yourself that you didn't figure this out sooner, and I'm just taking that right off your head, okay? Um, it comes from the hindsight in some of these laws. Well, if I'd only done this instead of that, or if, if I only zigged instead of zagged, there's a lot of that going on where, and we all do it, we have an issue or a problem in life, and then after the fact, we think, oh, I sh- should have said this, or if only I did that, you know, the the I should have, would have, or the if only, or uh, what if I had done, and there's some of that in there. So I want you to release all of that, because we tend to use that. It tends to be something that ends up leading to more self-judgment. Well, I screwed up. I didn't figure it out in time. I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't capable enough. So I want you to release all of that too, that self-judgment that's coming up, that, you know, the regret, the, the, the terrible regret that you didn't do another action or say another thing instead of how you did handle it. Because I am telling you that, the other actions and the other ways, other things you could have said, that the belief systems that they would have fixed it or they would have prevented the problem, that's a false belief. Maybe once in a blue moon it would have had a, some sort of shift, but it's not the, for the most part, it wouldn't have changed a thing, number one. And even if it had had some, some shift, it wouldn't be near the amount of perfection that you think. Because, again, we're not able to control other people. They're operating on their own. They're doing what they want to do from their own place. So you might have said something different, but it's not necessarily going to change somebody else's mind. It's not necessarily going to change the action of a city or a town or an army or a elder council or whatever is doing the attack on you. So the reality is that those kind of beliefs operate more as just to undermine any self-esteem we could ever possibly have and heap on the self-judgment. So let's release, again, the self-judgment, the regret, the, the despair over not acting or being or saying in another way and all the misunderstandings and the false beliefs behind that. Because honestly, kiddo, that 2020 and hindsight can get us in trouble sometimes, a lot of times. It can lead us to really judging ourselves as we made an error. And I don't want the, those kind of judgments to, to fall on anyone, and let alone ourselves. So let's release all of that, those self-judgments, those self-denigrations, those self-attacks, attacking the self. We want to let that go and... And that is, you're doing a good job, that's coming out, and I know this this has been very complex in a way, and I encourage you to go back and listen and do it some more, because there were a lot of patterns. I mean, the higher self led me to a lot of angles around this whole thing, and it's good. It's good for all of us. It's good for the listeners. It's especially good for you, but I encourage you and even the listeners to go back and really work to release all of this. 
Now, I'm going to bring in some very powerful divine energies, and I want to call in divine hope. Hope is a very powerful, powerful, powerful energy. And right now, I want you to place inside that divine hope, you can see it in any way, imagine it, or just simply think it, I am encased or I'm covered, I'm in the middle of this divine, I am one with, I'm amalgamated with divine hope. And now I want you to infuse into that hope what you hope for. You hope for peace of mind, personal safety. From last week, you you would hope from, or two weeks ago, I can't remember, you hope for the proper mate. Don't feel you have to fill it with every little thing because you have the exercise now, and which is not quite finished, but you, you can do it over and over again. And now I want to call in the energy of divine faith. And now divine faith, this may sound like it has a re- religious orientation, but in fact the higher selves have explained that hope is a very powerful energy. It's a very real energy. It's just as real as divine love or divine forgiveness. It's just as real as any of the divine energies. But it works with best with divine faith. And the reason is, is that divine faith carries the energy that manifests all that is hoped for. So now I want you to call in the divine faith and it is amalgamating and becoming one with that hope energy and with all that you've infused in that hope energy. And those two work together to help manifest all that you hope for. And I also want to connect you to the pure soul essence of the planet Earth. You just simply say, I am one with the pure soul essence of the planet Earth. I sometimes visualize a light from myself moving into symbolically the center of the Earth and connecting to that beautiful pure soul essence of the Earth itself. For that energy is the divine material balance. And it helps with materializing, materializing from the abstract to the concrete. It's a very, very powerful energy, and it can help materialize anything. It's not about what we think of as material good, in quotes. It's not about money, in quotes. It can deal with money. It can be Money can be part of um, how this energy can manifest, either as a lack or is in abundance but it's about manifesting from the abstract into the concrete and what I'm going to do is I'm now going to activate and it's already happening the flow of divine material balance up through the bottom of your feet and it's moving up through your entire body and it's moving out and becoming one with the divine hope and faith and in that way you have the added energy to manifest all that is hoped for this is a very powerful exercise. I'm giving it to Alexandra, but we can use it in all parts of our lives. We want to manifest our creativity in some way. We want to manifest a job. We want to manifest a mate. Whatever it is we want to manifest, we can use all three of these energies. Lastly, I always bring in divine love. And I want you to become one with divine love, Alexandra, because divine love is the highest 
healing energy that we can access on the human in the human kingdom universe and it is that very powerful energy and it will help on every level so that ends the healing for Alexandra and I thank you so much for coming forward and and sending me the email. And of course, if you have any questions, any concerns, any comments, any feedback, anything, please email me again and let me know what you thought about the healing, how it affected you, uh, even if you had a negative, whatever, any kind of comment because, and also let me know if I can share it with the listeners because I think that helps. And I don't want anybody to feel constrained because if something negative happened that maybe they don't want to have tell me because you might hurt my feelings. It really isn't about that. I'm fully, fully, fully secure in this work and what happens. And sometimes negative things do come up. It and and there's a, there's explanations for it. There's reasons behind it. And so when somebody came to me with some negative response or negative reaction or something negative happened to them, I can I may unless I go into the energy, I may not be able to be specific, but I can give some ideas about why that negative thing might have happened, what the significance might be. And that too will help the listeners understand that this energetic field we carry is one powerful <laughs> very powerful it is so powerful that you know a lot of things shift and change and sometimes we think we've taken two steps forward and then something negative happens and we think up step backward for example well we don't go backward once we do the work it's permanent each neutralizing is permanent guys each one you can't get those thoughts those habits those emotional blueprints back you can't Could there be many more underneath that? Yes. And then they have the opportunity to move up and present. And sometimes the presenting could be something out in the what we manifest. And you think, oh, I just worked on that. Why do I have that again? Well, it's our soul's way of talking to us and saying, hey, there's more work that needs to be done. Unfortunately, the soul can't pick up the phone and tell the mind, hey, guy or girl, you need to operate and neutralize this stuff. You need to heal this pattern because I'm sick of it. And this is why you came into this life to heal this. And you're not getting it. So I'm, what I have to do is I have to manifest something so that we're forced to focus. We're fo- forced to become aware. And this is why when you have an issue like Alexandra did to come forward and say, hey, my house got broken into, wow, this is an opportunity. This is your soul's phone call. I know it's a stupid analogy maybe, but it's the only one I've been able to come up with. So, yeah, can negative things happen? Yes. But but I know. I see when I'm working. I see my clients. I saw Alexandra. I saw you, lady. I saw you do it a lot of releasing and because you were doing so much releasing another issue came up if you were having a hard time with the first or the second or the third issue the fourth fifth and sixth wouldn't have come up but you did a great job I would have been stuck or not stuck but I would have focused it's not a stuck thing because trust me if it slows down around an issue 
that's big for that person and that needs to be worked on and that's the priority because I get it from your higher self are telling me and leading me and showing me what's coming up. And so I know you did a really great job. I know all my clients do a great job and so I'm perfectly secure in the work that I'm doing so you can feel free again to to tell me something negative. Of course, if something positive happens, that's great too. It's a motivator. It helps the listeners. That's great too. But I'm not, again, trying to tell anybody what they can and cannot say. Okay. So, Alexandra, again, thank you so much for, for sending me the email. I'm very thrilled because it's an issue. It came into a lot of things that we all carry. It was great for the listeners. And I just really appreciate it. So I encourage everybody again to reach out. Now, I do not have a caller right at the minute with a question or needing healing. So I'm going to do, I'm going to talk to you about something else. It's again a thumbnail, just the slightest introduction to something that I've covered a ton in my first book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints, and also on my two years of radio show, I've given them so much information. But because there's so many new listeners here, I, when I don't have a caller every once in a while, I'll take the opportunity to introduce some of this basic material. I talked about the nature of thought in a show earlier, uh, a few weeks ago. I talked about soul scrambles. And today, I'm going to talk about habit imprints. Now, some of you, this will be a review, but that's always good, as I said earlier. Now, habit imprints, I know you're thinking, okay, well, what are those? (laughs) Well, this, of course, is higher self-information. So they come up with these terms, and I don't want anyone to get too worried about it or, you know, freaked out. Um, Keep in mind that we all have these etheric bodies or this etheric energy field. And we've had it from the beginning when we were but a lowly mineral, okay? Every single level of soul, no matter where they are, from the lowliest to the highest and most evolved, we all have these etheric bodies. Now, these the higher selves have explained to us in different ways, but symbolically you might think of the habit body as one of the etheric envelopes around us. We know that, in fact, it isn't a singular envelope, that actually the energy field is commingled with the thought form body and the emotional response body, and and those three bodies are held within the creative body. Don't worry about that, but that... You can always find that information, and who knows, I might, I'm, I, I might have said something about it in the, the thought that, in the thought discussion that I gave you. But in any case, you might want to just begin by thinking of it as a singular envelope of energy around us, called the habit body. Okay, that's <laughs> pretty simple. Now, what is the habit body? Now, the habit body is different from the thought form body. The thought form body is the body that, of course, it's not singular, but we're going to look at it that way just because it's easier to discuss. The thought form body carries a magnetic-like energy. So when you think that thought, it has 
each thought has its own magnetic signature and all like thoughts are attracted to other like thoughts. So if you say, think I am sick, the I am sick thought form goes to thought energy because every time you think a thought, it creates an energy and that energy is magnetic in nature and it is drawn to other like energy. So within the thought form body, you are carrying many thought forms or the conglomerate of the like thoughts, okay? And this energy is magnetic in nature. And the thought form is not only attracting our own thoughts to like thoughts, but it's also attracting in thought energy from other sources. It is magnetic in nature, just like a magnet, okay? Now, the... I've talked about the thought form body before, so you can tune in on that in another show. But I want to just talk a little bit now about the habit body. The habit body is a different kind of energy. You might want to think of it as a landscape of energy like sand on a beach. Okay? And every time we think a thought or do an action, it creates an imprint on that energy field. Okay, so we think I am sick and you have an imprint, just as if you ran a stick along the sand. Now, this is the sand after the tide has gone out, so there's no, it's smooth, okay? And it's so smooth, and then a dune bunny come, got, buggy comes along, or a person walks around along and you can see footprints, and maybe the person has a stick and is dragging the stick along. Well, when you think I am sick, you create an imprint like a footprint, like the dragging stick. And every time you do an action, same thing. Every like thought and every like action goes over the same imprint. So it's like, <coughs> excuse me, guys. It's like the dune buggy going through the same tracks over and over again. It takes the same tracks all day long and those tracks get deeper and deeper or it's like walking and dragging the stick over the same track over and over again and pretty soon the stick is digging deeper and deeper and deeper into the sand so with each thought with each action those imprints deepen now Again, it's not a magnetic energy. So what kind of energy does this habit body carry? It carries the energy that impels us to action. Okay? It is habit energy. It impels us to action. And it's not a conscious energy. It's an energetic action. So some of our... Let me give you some examples. Some habits are neutral, some habits are insignificant. And for example, I always put my left leg into my pants first, always. I don't know why. And I remember the day when I realized I did it. Not important why, but suddenly I realized, hey, I'm always doing my left leg first. It was a habit that I had no idea about. It's neutral. Who cares? It's not going to hurt me or affect me. Um, there are other fairly neutral or fairly um, or slightly positive or, or 
slightly positive kind of habits like doing stretching exercises every morning or maybe you brush your teeth every morning or night or you watch the evening news every day, whatever. Something maybe potentially a little more negative maybe always getting snacks every time you sit down to watch TV or maybe doing impulse buying, the checkout stand, can't get out of the store, whatever it is, without doing a little impulse buy. Um, only, and then, of course, you get home and you realize, gee, I really didn't need that. That's a habit. That's, in part, those coming from, it's not a rational thing. You're not standing at the checkout line thinking, oh, I need to do this. But it's a habit. It's something coming from that impelling energy that we carry at the energetic level. Now, our most ingrained habits are the deepest ruts, okay? Those are the ones that cause us the most problems. And those are the things, of course, I'm sure you've all figured that out, like smoking, drinking drugs, overeating, depression, maybe obsessive compulsive, maybe hoarding, all sorts of things like that are carrying very, very, very deep trenches, so to speak. We're talking caverns in this habit body field, and I don't mean to make light of it because it isn't light. Um, now, of course, these complex behaviors also involve thought and the emotional aspect, and I haven't talked about emotions yet on the show, and I probably won't do it today. I will leave it for maybe next week or the following week or when I get a, a chance like I had today since I only did one healing. They're very complex, and these three bodies actually work very well together because when we think the thought, we're not only creating the thought energy, we're also creating a habit imprint. And actions, thoughts, everything often have the emotional component. So there, that too is brought in. So let's say we were drinking and it, and shame comes up. I mean, I'm just making it up. We're, we're, we're drinking and we feel ashamed of ourselves. We've gone off the wagon and shame comes up. That shame brings the thoughts, the thoughts add to the habit body, and the three of them work together in a very powerful way. Now, you'll understand a little better when I talk about the emotions another time. But I do want you to understand that these, unfortunately, thoughts aren't singular. And I think I talked about it in the soul scramble thing. We don't just think one thought. We have a series of thoughts, a series of feelings, a series of actions around very complex behaviors. It, it's easy to give you an example with just one thought, like I am sick, but boy, when we have a sick, when we're sick, there's a heck of a lot going on at the emotional level, the habit level, the, the thought level, and they are they kind of create even a self-identity of how we are when we're sick. Are we the whiners and the babies that want everyone to wait on us and we just feel like victims and how dare I? And, you know, we, we blame everybody else. We've all been there, done that. At the other extreme, you know, we might be a, a sick person who completely ignores it, doesn't mention it hardly to anyone, just feels like you have to go through it for whatever reason and um, be the martyr or whatever. And then there's everything in between. 
So being sick, for example, is a very complex behavior, and there's a thousand different variations on the theme. I just talked about two more extreme ones off the top of my head. But anyway, um, I just want to make you aware of that, that the habit and the thought and the emotions all literally work together, and they're the fuel that run our creations or what our manifestations are. And that's what the neutralizing is doing, folks. It is neutralizing that fuel. And I don't say it in my healings, but when I have you release, you are releasing the thought energy, the habit energy, and the emotional energy all at once. You're, when I started learning this work, first six months, all we did was the thought energy. Then the habit information was introduced then the next six months we did this habit i mean i can't remember the exact timing and then finally the emotional information came in and i'm tearing my hair out thinking oh i've got to go back whatever i neutralized in the thought area i had to go back and now do the habit and then the emotion i mean it was sort of crazy and then after about two years the higher self finally said guess what they all work together and you can neutralize them all at once we, had, we were doing them one at a time. And what I saw was back then, it was 30-plus years ago, it was important for us. It was brand-new information. Nobody in the group had had any experience with it. And the energy, the frequency of energy on the planet was much lower than it is today. And so it took us a, a little, it was denser frequency. It took us a little more time to not only move with this new information, but also to gain experience with it. You guys do benefit because I've done it for so long. I've learned so much. I'm still learning the higher self. They're still giving me information or are giving me information now um, in addition to the incredible legacy that Joan Culpepper left. So you have the benefit of that. But we went through this step-by-step thing. Finally, they said, oh, well, you know, it's all together and you can neutralize them all at once. It was like, yahoo. (laughs) But still, even though we were doing it slow but sure, I saw changes in my life that were huge right from the start. And now it happens even faster because we're addressing them all at once. And the frequency here is so much higher. And the those who are interested in the work and in whatever other work that's available out there, because it's not just me, they're more ready even at the soul level to do the work. So, yay, guys. It's, it's a good time. It's a good time for everyone. So, anyway, <clears throat> I want to just to say that things are complex. It's, but these, the habit energy and the thought energy, and then soon to be explained, the emotional energies all work together. They all work together, and it is a very powerful energy field that we carry. But the pure soul essence energy, the higher self and the originating source working together is our ticket, guys. That's our self-empowerment. We're the directing identity. Anybody and everybody can use it, and anybody and everybody can change their lives. So... Okay, um, let me oh, let me just say one more thing about the habit energy. Even if 
you've given up a habit. Let's say you've quit smoking. A lot of people go on the wagon drinking. A lot of people move out of their these behaviors. I do want you to be aware that the habit imprints, unless we've neutralized them, they're still there. So is the thought energy. So is the, so is the emotional. The fact that somebody has given up smoking, given up drugs, gone on the wagon for whatever, have moved away is very significant and very exciting. But there's a lot of, what's that word, Recidiv- recidivism, whatever it is, repeat behavior. People fall off the wagon. People go back to smoking. People have a hard time sometimes staying on the wagon. And the habit energy is one of the reasons. So even if you're one that has given up something and it's been 40 years, you need to go in and clear out and neutralize. If you're doing it on your own, great. If you need some help, send me an email, Janet at JanetRichmond.com. Send me an email. Let me work on it. You know, you can write me and say, look, I quit smoking 35 years ago, but I heard your habit information and, whoa, um, I think I need some help with this. I'll go in and I'll help you with the neutralizing and digging all the digging out whatever because that these kind of things um, they're complex as I was just explaining they're complex and I'm happy to help with that so if anybody has any of those kind of issues you don't even have to use your real name or you can ask me to give you a false name I mean I usually just use the first name but if there's some reason you want to stay in the you know not you don't want to have your name spoken out for whatever reason i'm happy to change the name anytime whether it's an addiction or not now but it is important i have a story there was a i think i may have told it on one of my other shows or maybe in my meetup group but there's a or maybe on this show there's a woman years ago who's a healer she was trained by joan and she was working on a guy she'd known for 35 years. And I don't remember now what the physical issue was. She was doing a physical healing on him. But she just kept getting that he needed to neutralize and release all the smoking pattern. And she'd known him for 35 years, and in her, you know, experience with him, he was never a smoker. So she just kept thinking she was getting it wrong, but it just kept coming up and coming up. Finally, she said to him, she told him, and he said, oh, my God. She, he said, yeah, I was a smoker for 15 years. You met me after just after I quit. <laughs> so she released it because it was still operational in there, and it had to do with whatever pattern she was or physical issue she was working on. And so trust me when I say, even if you've walked away, and un, it's unbelievably great, and I take my hat off to anybody and everybody who has been able to walk away or give up one of these more destructive patterns or habits. It's still important to go in and neutralize what's underneath because maybe you'll last the whole rest of this life without going back to smoking or whatever, but still there for your next life. Remember, we everything we bring in in this life When we lay aside the body, it joins the conglomerate soul and becomes part of that energy field. And we still are carrying it. And that's why we have such deep ruts 
Southwest. So we have such big and complex thought forms and big and complex soul scrambles. So I'm going to end. I think I've talked enough. Just know that I appreciate Alexandra for writing me. I appreciate all the listeners, whether they're live or archived. I'm open anytime for any kind of email at Janet at Janet, Janet, at JanetRichmond.com. Please visit my website. There is a ton of material at JanetRichmond.com, a ton of free material. I really cannot encourage you enough because everybody can do this work. It's our right and our privilege, our right and our privilege. And we have a simple turn-on switch, and that is our focus of attention. That is what activates the divine energies. That's what gives permission for them to come in, and that's what does the healing. And we're the directing identity, each one of us, for ourselves. We're the one in charge. We're in the director's seat, guys, and we can all do it. So with that, I'm going to say goodbye for today, and I will hopefully meet up with all of you next week and even some new people. Please feel free to pass the show on or give the information to anybody else and ask me any question. Even if you don't want a healing, feel free to ask me any question. Just know that I appreciate all of you and everything that you ask of me, I share with others. It's an opportunity for for help and growth and under, additional understanding for all of us. We all benefit. So don't be shy. Okay. Thanks so much, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.